Hello, and welcome to Fidelity Connects, a Fidelity Investments Canada podcast, connecting you to the world of investing and helping you stay ahead. For today's podcast, we're excited to bring you an episode of our new Behind the Numbers series. In Behind the Numbers, Chris Pepper, VP Corporate Affairs, speaks with Fidelity's portfolio managers, analysts, subject matter experts, and more about what brought them into investing and what drives them every day. In this episode, Chris sits down with portfolio manager Dan Dupont. Dan is based in Montreal, but we caught up with him on a recent visit to Toronto, which is a long way from the Quebec farm he grew up on, which we'll hear about today. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of Fidelity Investments Canada ULC or its affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. It is not an offer to sell or buy, or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Read a fund's prospectus before investing. Funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. Fees, expenses, and commissions are all associated with fund investments. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris Pepper, Vice President of Corporate Affairs here at Fidelity Investments Canada. Welcome to Behind the Numbers. Today, I'm joined here with Dan Dupont, a portfolio manager of a number of funds, including Fidelity Canadian Large Cap Fund, the Global Value Long Short Fund, and of course, a co-portfolio manager on Fidelity's North Star Fund. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. How did you get into investing? A little bit out of nowhere. I was raised on a farm. I always loved the numbers. I was studying to go into some kind of health or science field in Quebec, and I stumbled upon a few books in a row, um, you know, Peter Lynch books to start with, and then ended up reading the biography of Warren Buffett, and I was riveted. And I read it a second time right away. Wow. All right. Um, and it truly sparked my love. And then from there, decided to go into finance and investing and started at Fidelity right off uh, university. So here I am. So if I memory serves, you went to McGill. Yep. But previous to McGill, you, you grew up on a farm. It was a dairy farm. I did. Yeah. So tell me about, the, did that help form any of your investing style? I think it did. I think, uh, you know, the fact that a farm, mostly in a place that was so remote, where very little grew, <laughs> that required so much work, has taught me first the value of hard work. Um, so nobody can outwork me, uh, I think. And so that, that was a really big help when I started working as a young analyst at Fidelity. But it also teaches you the value of resilience, the value of showing up day in, day out, always putting um, a lot of work in, in what you do and, and loving what you do so you can you know, sustain it through the years like my father did. So it, it taught me the value of hard work. It taught me that uh, nothing in life comes easily. And if you want to grow something, there's a lot of work that goes into it before. Um, the numbers certainly piqued my interest. You know, farm is a business. You invest. You reap the rewards over time and revenues. And so a little bit. And it certainly taught me a lot of very valuable life lessons generally. Now, Fidelity, we have a great uh, program where we grow analysts. You know, you come in as a, as a young analyst, you grow up through the system. Have you had mentors along the way and what have they sort of taught you? Well, the interesting thing about Fidelity is nobody basically leaves here. Everybody loves it. So you're an analyst, you start. There's always three or four people who have covered the sector you've just been handed um, as analysts. 
So, um, you know, the person coming in as a bank analyst today uh, in, in our young analyst group will have three, four, five people, probably six by this <laughs> today, that can help you understand what banks are all about. Obviously, I'm the most interesting one because I covered banks in 08. Well, there but there's, there's <laughs> there me and many other people yep. who can help you cover banks. All right. On. Now, you have a couple of catchphrases. You yeah. know, a couple of things you, you talk to, <laughs> you know, clients about and investors about. One of the one that really catches my attention is aggressive patience. Yes. Tell me about that. Where did it come from? And really, what's the basis of the whole thing? I can't remember exactly how I came up with, but when, when I came up with it, I really thought, okay, this, this I'm going to keep, I'm going to use a lot. Um, probably just use it off the cuff once. And I realized this encapsulates exactly what I do. 95% of the investing I do is slow, methodical, thoughtful, position yourself a little bit here, buy basis points here, sell a basis point there. And sometimes when things move violently in the market, you need to move faster. And I've been waiting typically with some liquidity, with more defensive invest investments, and I'm able to, uh, to move quickly. And I have the willingness to do it. It's one thing to think that you know, when the market goes down or I'm going to buy aggressively, it's another thing to actually pull the trigger when everything is in fire around you. And I, I kind of love that part of the business where um, there's a lot of volatility, there's a lot of uncertainty, and you need to make decisive decisions in the moment that will pay off three, four years down the road. Is your job stressful? I'd say for most people it would be stressful, but if I go back to the fact that I was raised on a farm, I've been through, um, you know, relative to my age, much more stressful um, uh, moments in my life where you're given some pretty big responsibilities for, for a kid. And when I got to Fidelity, uh, they, I was handed the gold fund that I think I was 24 at the time, billion dollars in assets. That was a little tr stressful. So Fidelity builds you into a role and, and you manage that stress uh, more and more every year. So yes, I, you know, you manage billions of dollars as a portfolio manager here, but you've grown into that role. You've learned to live through the ups and downs and through the wins and the losses over, over time. And if your process works, you know that, you know, after three, five years, it will look, it will look great. But for sure, there are days where I'm slightly less fun to talk to. <laughs> I think that's for all of us. Um, you talk also a lot about protecting capital. Yeah. It's a big thing for you. I would think that would be one of your sort of central, you know, tenants or ethos yep. of who you are. Yep. Talk to me about that. So I guess, again, back to um, being raised on a farm, there's very few positive surprises on a farm. You either, if you have a good day, everything went as expected. If you have a bad day, something broke down, a big piece of machinery or something like that. So my investment style is kind of similar to that. I think if you protect and you don't have big losses, ultimately the compounding, the magic of that will be wonderful. And that's what I've been able to prove in, in Canadian large cap. I think it's not the most intuitive thing. When I talk about the downside capture of 30% and upside capture of 70%, a lot of people think that, okay, 70% is not that much because most months are up. But the magic of compounding when you go down less um, over time really um, shows in the, the good performance and the low volatility, which keeps people in. A lot of people like that. When you have a March 2020 event, um, the investors in my funds, they know that I'm not panicking. I'm actually pretty excited about the opportunities in the market. You and I have done a lot of media interviews, and I think that idea of downside protection is something that is not widely known. It's not intuitive, and uh, I think that's something we need to keep talking more about. Yeah, I agree. I think um, it, it shows that there's now a tribe of people who follow this process who are really happy with um, the process I've kept uh, doing for years and years. 
It is a little bit more difficult, I will be honest, for some of our clients when the market is roaring higher and my funds are going up, but not as fast as, as some other funds out there. So um, we need to remind ourselves and they, they need to remind themselves that this process works medium to long term and it works, um, you know, very, very well relative to its volatility. And a year like 2022 um, shows that, you know, patience eventually pays. So uh, what do you do in your spare time if you have spare time? I know you remember, I remember you used to coach your son's hockey team. I don't know if that's something you still do, but. Well, my, uh, so I have two boys and my youngest one just got his driver's license. So I have a <laughs> bit more time, which is uh, good timing with the new long short fund, uh, which um, I've been on for about three years now. But I started thinking about taking uh, f uh, flying lessons, oh. you know, to, to fly a plane. And um, when I was approached about this fund, I thought, oh, this is going to be way more fun than any other hobby I could take on. I'm going to learn a lot about shorting securities and it's going to be a global fund. So this, is, this has become my main hobby to do a second shift of work in the evening, looking <laughs> at short opportunities, punching my trades for Asia and, and, and Europe. Um, it's, you know, my kids getting older has allowed me a bit more time, so I finally work out a bit more and, uh, you know, have time to read a little bit too. That's great. Well, Dan, this has been great, great talking to you and thank you for being uh, a guest on Behind the Numbers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fidelity Connects podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to Fidelity Connects on your podcast platform of choice. And if you like what you're hearing, leave a review or a five-star rating. Fidelity mutual funds and ETFs are available by working with a financial advisor or through an online brokerage account. Visit fidelity.ca slash howtobuy for more information. While visiting fidelity.ca, you can also find information on future live webcasts. And don't forget to follow Fidelity Canada on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you. See you next time.